Iowa everywhere. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to our second show of the week. Uh, we obviously didn't go live this morning because of travel and Iowa State at an 11.30 tip. We would have dated the thing. So here we are reacting to Iowa and Iowa State today, uh, looking ahead to tomorrow as well as one of our teams is moving on. My name is Chris Williams, joined by Chris Hassel, who is in Dallas, Texas. I am in Kansas City and we are together in the Channel Seed Studios and uh, okay, so Hassel, you were out west, and now what? What's your next deal? You're calling what now? Yeah, I did the uh, Mountain West Women's Championship last night in Vegas, and I just got to my hotel room in uh, just outside Dallas for the Conference USA Women. I did the Mountain West Women. Now it's the Conference USA Women. It's it's uh, it's Women's History Month, so uh, here we go. But I watched both games. It was great. My travel today, I was able to watch both games on the plane and in the airport. Uh, pass the time nicely. I got to see about the last 10 minutes of the Iowa game. That was all I was able to watch as I was obviously uh, covering Iowa State for Cyclone Fanatic. Uh, we'll, I, we'll start with Iowa, that game, um, 73-69. You know, I just look really at the box score, Chris, and couldn't hit threes again, four of 17, 23%. What, what was your takeaway? What happened here? Yeah, I mean, I I think we've mentioned several times on the show that if Iowa doesn't shoot well, they're not going to win because the way their defense is, they're not going to get stops. They they have to shoot forty percent or better from three to to win a game like that, and and they didn't do it. And defensively, I I I'd love to give credit to the person who tweeted this. I can't remember the name, but. Uh, I think Iowa got one defensive stop in the last five minutes of the game. Just one. They just could not stop Ohio State. And listen, this this is not a huge upset. I think people look at the seeds and and they say, oh my God, how did Iowa lose this game? The line was only four points. Now, that's not an excuse. This it actually still... opened considerably lower than that, too. It was like two, two and a half. Was it really? I was, when I saw it, I saw it early this morning at four, four and a half, and I was surprised. And then I looked at what Ohio State had done recently, and they have, they've started to play a lot better basketball. Um, And Iowa just has not, they they can't shoot the ball away from Carver Hawkeye Arena. They can't do it. And with that loss, they are now two and six against the bottom four teams in the Big Ten. And it's hard to imagine. Something our teams have in common this year. Because yeah, Iowa State beating seems the, beating to be... the good teams, <laughs> losing to the bad ones. So weird. Yeah, and Ohio State, too, it's like they're a weird team at 15 and 18, but they're they're pretty talented. Like, you don't look at them and be like, oh, the, this is just a bunch of ragtags put together. They're pretty put together group um, clearly haven't been able to um, capitalize on that this year, but I agree with you on not being a considerable 
upset, especially away from Carver Hawkeye, I guess. So what do you seed wise for Iowa? What are we, are, is it eight, nine now? Is that the, I think that's most likely. Um, I, I could see them potentially dropping to the 10 line. And I would, I think if you're a fan, be you better. want that to happen. Yeah. You, yeah. you would rather be in the seven ten game because your opponent, you know, from a seven seed to an eight seed or a nine seed, you're all kind of in a similar spot, but the one seeds have basically been the same for the last month, month and a half. I mean, you don't want to have to see Houston in the second round. You want to, you want to maybe see Marquette. Uh, so I think there is a ton of parody, but I do think that there can be a, a pretty big drop off from the ones to the twos this season in college basketball. So a 10 would not be uh, a 10 would be best case scenario right now. I think for Iowa, because I, you know, you get in that eight, nine game and, um, and you know, you have the one to compete with in order to get to the sweet 16. And I'm sure a lot of Iowa fans are thinking right now, like, how do you even, how can you even think about that? How can you even think about that as a possibility? Cause we've seen it before, not from this Iowa team, not from an Iowa team in the last 25 years, but look at Iowa state last year, mm-hmm. fell apart down the stretch they looked even worse than Iowa has the last two games and they got to the sweet 16. So funny things happen in, in the tournament. It doesn't necessarily matter if you're hot or not. Iowa was hot last year. Didn't matter. They lost to Richmond. Yeah. Kind of a same similar uh, at a different level with this Baylor team right now. Cause you look at them and Iowa state's kind of punked them the last two times out, but it's like, and that, that that would be my solace for an Iowa fan today is that, I mean, you're good enough offensively. I mean, you're, you're elite offensively. If you look at the analytics that if if you get hot, you, you can rattle off a couple wins, but man, the, the last two games have just that eight, nine line. Like we've talked about, it's, it, it's, it's really tough. They would be a scary 10 seed. I wouldn't want to be the two seed staring at Iowa just because it's, it's rare to see a, high major team with a bunch of quad one wins dropped to the 10 line. Like I just, potentially. this is one of those years though, where it, it, I, there's just not, I don't think a lot of difference from the 11 seeds down to the four seeds. You know, it's, we're looking at Iowa state over the course of the last week. And we're talking about them potentially dropping to the eight, nine game. And now they, they appear to be, at worst a five, maybe even up to a four. So I, I, I just don't think, I don't think seeding in that area matters that much. As long as you can just avoid the one seed in the second round, if you're looking at making a run. Now, I, I don't think this Iowa team is going to do it, but it, I, they just have to shoot the ball. Problem is the ball. They'd be using the, uh, the Wilson ball in the NCAA <laughs> tournament. So Wait a minute. So what ball do they use now? The Nike ball? I Iowa, I think, uses Nike. I think the Under Armour one gives them trouble. I think that's what Maryland uses. Um, and then it's the Wilson ball in the NCAA tournament. It must be one of the one of their balls in the Big Ten tournament, or else how did they win it last year? Um There you go. I, I it's defense is just so bad. They just can't stop anybody. Yeah. Looking at the numbers, I mean, just blindly. I mean, and like I said, I only saw the last 10 minutes, so I can't 
I can't commentate too much, but Ohio State just kept hitting shots, and um, it, it was kind of a death by a thousand paper cuts type thing. I always compare it when you can't get a stop like that, to, and I used to experience this with Iowa State. All the, the Weissman game, I think it was 2017. It Jack Trice Stadium was the worst experience of my life when he just getting four yards every carry, five yards every carry. Weissman, the fullback? Yeah, yeah. That would have been like 2012. Or okay, thirteen. It was a Rhodes game. That's all I know. And it was the most furious. And, and like I've experienced that in the Hoiberg years too, where it's like you keep hitting shots, you keep getting shots, and then you just can't stop anyone. And that was how mm-hmm. it felt against Nebraska on Sunday too. And then Nebraska comes in and and loses the first game to Minnesota. What in the hell was that? Yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. Did not expect that last night. All right, let's do a quick hit on the Big Twelve. Iowa State will play Kansas tomorrow night at six. Really, to me, Chris, um, I, I, I thought this was a really good game today between Iowa State and Baylor. Now, Baylor, yeah, hey, I was dead wrong. I mean, I, I was worried that they were had having to play this team again after you beat them twice in the regular season and then having to turn around. And Baylor did play better, but they played a lot Iowa better. State, but they couldn't get a rebound. No, I mean the rebounding numbers are insane. To have more offensive rebounds than your opponent has total rebounds and your opponent's a top 10 team, you you were right. You hit it on the head when we talked earlier this week. This Baylor team doesn't want any part of Iowa State. No, they they don't. You could, you could see it early in that game too. I mean, Iowa State had 10 points off of turnovers. I want to say in like the first like seven or eight minutes of that basketball game today, it's just that pressure is really uh, something that those Baylor guards do not like. And Man, you know, you kind of have to go back to Hassel and just you look at the last two weeks with Iowa State and as shocked as we all were with the Caleb Grill thing, I mean, that took serious balls by Otzelberger to do that when he did. And we're not in that locker room. Like, I can't guarantee you that Iowa State is surging now because they kicked Caleb Grill off of the team, but that's a hell of a coincidence. And this team just looks totally different than it did two weeks ago. And I, and I think there's gotta be more to it than, you know, they just flipped a switch. Like it, I, I, I don't buy it. They they're, they're different and, and I can't explain it, but they're, they're playing downhill. They're having fun and they've got that suffocating style of defense that you saw early in the year that really in the month of February was non-existent. And again, today, everybody's plan and get yep. everybody in there, even the CEO, you're getting um, tame and lipsy. Uh, you know, you thought maybe he hit a freshman wall a few weeks ago and he comes out and I thought, I think that's the best game he's played the way he filled up the stat sheet. Um, what was he? Five steals and five assists away from a quadruple double. Um, and then I think the biggest factor for him is he, he's got to take the open jump shots. He has to take the 17 footers. He has to take an occasional three. He did that in this game and he made a couple jumpers as well. Yeah, he did. And he, the, just an elite offensive rebounder for, for his spot played really good defense. And again, like you can just see it when he's on the court and when he's not the, the whole thing flows differently when he's not on the court. I mean, their best offense is they need to get a turnover or it needs to be Jaron Holmes just kind of bullying his way into the lane. And um, Lipsy, from what I understand, I don't like using the words pitch count, but he 
a lot of times with freshmen, you will see it. And Lipsy's had a bunch of surgeries, right? Like I do think legs were a thing for him in February. And that's why being able to go 11 deep right now, like they're doing, I, I, I'm a little torn, Chris, cause it's like, of course I want Iowa state to win the big 12 tournament, but I also could see, I could see a real benefit on losing this game today and, and going back and, and having that time off. But uh, I don't know right now. I, I think this is the best that they're playing all year. I really do. These, these last two mm-hmm. games. I mean, I don't know how you can really deny that. Baylor is still going to be a top three seed. They're going to be a trendy type of pick to go to the final four. And Iowa State's really kind of run them off the court. I mean, that was a six-point game today, but Baylor hit a couple of shots at the end. It was more like a, a 10-point game. And, and they had to have a guy who's a 27% three-point shooter go like eight of nine from three to be able to do that. It was mm-hmm. kind of a fluky game for Baylor. Yeah, he made his first nine shots from the floor, and they were up eight yeah. second half thinking, yeah. geez, they might run away and hide here. And Iowa State just kept taking it to them and taking it to them, getting offensive rebounds, getting second-chance opportunities, making Baylor go one and done. They believe right now, and they're having fun. And TJ said it in the postgame right afterwards, that the locker room is as fun as it has been all season. And I don't think it's a coincidence. Um. There, there's one question I wanted to address. So I, I was talking about this on my Cyclone Fanatic podcast. John wants to know, I, I said something about this time of year, refs typically let them play with fewer whistles. Can you explain why that is? And and the reason I said that is you generally, in the, in the regular season, like, I think we all need to remember that referees are human beings. And they are impacted by home crowds. They are impacted by home arenas. And when you play a style of ball like Iowa State plays, it's really difficult to do that on the road. And you see in these neutral site games where there's more on the line, you see that they don't want to make the call. Right, like they they would more or less just let them play. And like today's game, you had three of the top officials in all of college basketball playing. I just think it bodes well. There's real hard evidence that if you're not in the top 50 in offense and defense, you basically have no chance to make the final four. You have to be able to do both to get that far into the NCAA tournament. So that's what I meant by it. And you, you see it, Chris. I mean, you call games all over the country. These neutral court games are officiated differently. Yeah, and I, I don't know if it has something to do with, okay, we've made it through the regular season. Maybe the um, the review process, you know, the boss is looking at us and grading us for the postseason. Maybe that's kind of gone away a little bit. I know one thing that's gone away. It's that especially early in the season, the, the points of emphasis that they they come up with in the each, each and every offseason, they definitely – want to get a hold of that and talk a lot or, and call a lot more of the, of the fouls or uh, whether it's traveling or, or, or what have you, they definitely are on that more at the start of the season. And then they let it go a little bit more in the postseason yeah. and the, the style of play too. It's just, there's so much more urgency in the postseason, So you can't call every single thing you see or else you'll be there all day or night. And that bodes well for Iowa State because, as you've said all season, if if the refs are letting them play, that that is in Iowa State's favor because of how and they did, they are. 
They did today. I mean, with like nine minutes to go in that game, I have State, Iowa State had three fouls. They're not playing any different. In fact, I would argue that they're playing more aggressive now, but it's just it, it's just it's just different. And we'll see how it goes mm-hmm. tomorrow night. Tomorrow night we look ahead to that one. So they're gonna get Kansas. And Kansas State plays TCU coming up here soon. Texas has beaten Oklahoma State pretty good. Um I bet you but when it's all said and done to be in the lower level be $400 or more as far as tickets go to T-Mobile tomorrow night because when you get Iowa State and Kansas and then when you get Kansas State who's pretty good involved like it's going to be a really mm-hmm. tough ticket but these are some of the great atmospheres like I, Hassel have you ever have you ever covered one of these Iowa State Kansas games in Sprint Center back in the day uh, no, every single time that I went to the Big 12 tournament, which was I think every year I was in Des Moines, Iowa State was one and done. Now, those were the McDermott years and maybe the first year under Fred Hoiberg. Um, they would they'd play like Texas or Texas Tech and, and they'd lose the first round. I wouldn't even spend the night in Kansas City. I would drive down there the day of the game have a hotel room ready to go if they win. But Keith Murphy would yank us right back to Des Moines <laughs> if Iowa State lost. And they were always playing a night game, too. So it was a late oh, yeah, night drive back home. What's going on yeah. with you? What are you so, all kinds of calls. And are you, you're like yeah. Adam Schefter. So, no, it's not that at all. It's the pizza guy. What? I ordered a pizza because my kids are here. Are you, and- are you by yourself? With your kids? While while we have been on the air, this pizza delivery guy, so he showed up 10 minutes early, and he's called me like 15 times. He's just hanging up and calling me back, hanging up and calling me back. So I had to send somebody down to get the pizza. That's what's going on. I'm sorry. I was very distracted, and I apologize for Who did that. you send down? Your daughter? My wife, but my wife is in the – she's in another hotel room with her parents right now. We got a lot of shit going on here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I keep forgetting that you're not at home. I wish. No, it, it's um. This is cool. This is special. I I think that this is kind of the mecca for an Iowa State fan. I always tell people if you're gonna if you're gonna travel, don't go to the NCAA tournament. You got to come down here. Like this. Well, it's is so, so much fun when you when you go to a place and you're with a bunch of your own fans and you're with a bunch of other teams' fans and you know that if you win, you get to stay another day. And you get to party, especially like that was an early game. Oh, it's perfect. Iowa State fans had the rest of the day to just live it up. That's that's a that's a great feeling. Oh, and then the city, it's so funny too. Like when you talk to Uber drivers and stuff down here, like they just pray that Iowa State doesn't get eliminated early. Because they're going to spend money and just get hammered. Like it. So your dad's down there just stirring it up with all the other. uh, Oh yeah. Yeah, last night we took dad out on the town last night. And dad can't did you, just you take him to the power and light? Yeah, yeah. Did mm-hmm. you did you have him ride the mechanical bull? That's coming up tonight. Oh, yeah, we'll my do that. God. Um last last night, dad were at McFadden's, which is like the big like premier sports bar at Power and Light, hanging out. And and it's it really is cool because they've got as you would expect, it's just outside of the arena. So all the TVs have the big 12 games on and full sound. Like they really do it up. Well, it's a great place to go and watch the games, but it's loud and it's a bar. Like it, this is not a, it's like a kind of like a nightlife. Well, my dad 
he has a hard time just sitting still. So he's in his like cyclone, like pullover. And he goes and starts yucking it up with these old men who are West Virginia fans. Yeah, there he is right there. Ben Winkle's got the photo. And dad just goes up to every fan of another team that he can find. And he starts talking shit, but in like a fun way. Like he went up to this Texas guy today and was just randomly to this guy. Didn't know him had never met him before. And dad's like, hey, good luck in the SEC. You're going to need it. You're going to turn into <laughs> Nebraska. You know, you got to get your dad some new Iowa State gear. That looks like the the old, old stuff from like uh, 15 years ago. And he's got, look at that Cyclone Fanatic hat. We put that hat out, I want to say in like 2009. He's just, it's retro at this point. I'm digging it. Man. He, he's living his best life. My dad will be at every game in the women's basketball tournament. He will go to every single game. He's even what? at like the playing games tonight. Yeah. Now, hang on a second. How does he go to all the women's games and still go to the men's games? He won't go to the men's games anymore. Oh, God, there's somebody behind you. That's my wife. Look out! And my father-in-law. Yeah, we're on video. What do you think we're doing? It's two guys named Chris. <laughs> um, he So now, like, he went to the – because the women's tournament doesn't didn't start until tonight. So the it's games a day. never overlap? No. Well, they do. They will from now on. So Dab went to the Iowa State game this morning at 11.30, and now he'll just go to the women's game. So he's at like a Texas Tech-Kansas State women's game tonight, just hanging out. He will go to every – he does this every year. He goes to every women's game. Your dad kind of reminds me of uh, that guy that goes to the, uh, the girls' softball tournament every year in Fort Dodge. They called him Smiley. Smiley, I don't, I don't know if he's still around. Do you know who Smiley is? I'm sure I've met him back there in the past in Fort Dodge. Uh, he, does, he, does he give us candy? Uh, he's got like these hats with all these buttons on it. And he's got, he wears like the jerseys of the players and they all sign his Jersey. He, I did a story on him like 15 years ago, nice. but he would go to every single girls state softball game the whole week at Fort Dodge. That seems like something my dad would do to be honest with you. Your dad is, is smiley. Well, he is. It, it's funny because he's kind of like developed his own like celebrity here. Like people know like who he is, and uh, from time to time, and it and it bumps up his it bumps up his ego a little bit. But he will be at municipal every game from now until Sunday. It's like is that municipal place still just a total shithole? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's I got lost in the bowels of it last year. That's totally place, haunted. It's absolutely I mean, I was, haunted. It's haunted. Oh yeah. <laughs> That place was a shithole 15 years ago, and they probably haven't done anything to it since then. The most final four games in history have been played in that place. Oh, Do you know that? I, I remembered people saying that, but Jesus, I mean, to upkeep that thing a little bit. The seats are like all cloth. There's They've like, got like cigarette burns all over them. Yeah, there's mold just oh. like growing there. Did you see the Iowa State game today? There was a freaking – Matt, what happened? There was like a razor blade in the court. There was a nail, nail. the nail that popped out from the floorboard. (laughs) And so they were looking for a guy with a hammer. And the the guy that comes out with a hammer has a pink mohawk. (laughs) I couldn't see anything. I was was way up there. Yeah, your mark put you guys – 
Oh. And that's what your mark thinks about you media folk. I don't even necessarily know if he's wrong. Like, do they really need us that much anymore? Let's be honest. <laughs> I, I saw a shot of the announcers though. And there was nobody sitting in those seats behind oh, them. Yeah. Where you know, they, he miscalculated yeah, there he this big time. That's the guy. Yeah, look at that mo. He's got like a pink dyed mohawk, and wow. he came in and just just blasted that nail back into the hardwood. Wow, good stuff. That was the nail in the coffin for Baylor. Boom. Did, did, how did they? How did they even find out that the nail was sticking up? Did someone get cut on it? Do you think someone's no going to have to get a tetanus shot? I have no idea. Hey, Would you honestly, get a tetanus shot if you got cut on a nail? No, actually, I was. I had a physical on Monday. And I was, you look like hell in that, you, you, that picture that you posted from that physical, it looked like you posted it with the doctor's hand up your anus. The look on your face looked like you were being taken advantage of from behind. Have you ever in one of yours, do you get your doctor's hand up your anus? Does that happen to He's, you yet? Or? Well, uh, not for the prostate exam. Uh, it's happened, uh, well, look at that. pull up, pull up that Williams picture that he posted from the, from his, from his physical. I thought I looked fine. I don't even know what you're talking about. Your face. It looked like you're being violated. The, the look on your face. You looked, you looked trauma, traumatized and humiliated. Um, I have had that before. I've, I've had a rod shoved up there when I was in high school. I've had a colonoscopy, but I was like asleep for all this. So I don't remember. You did know. you really get the colonoscopy or did you just tell people you did? To no, I really, I really did. I really did. Yeah. Kind of I, like, I that, like the fake, uh, like the fake, uh, little snip, snip. Well, that you look, look at like... your face. Look what at his face. <laughs> look, it looks like you're crying. I'm not crying. Well, this Fine. is me. Uh, two minutes after the doctor put his fist up my rectum. <laughs> mm. What are you drinking? Is that a Michelob ultra? That's a Yingling. Oh, a Yinger. I didn't know they yeah. sold Yingling in uh, KC. I didn't either. That's why I picked Iowa? it up. No, they don't. All right. I got to go. Um, All right. Here, enjoy your pizza. On. Say hi to Elise. Oh, Elise, she's going to try to turn to it everybody. into her own podcast. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Hi, Elise. Um, Cameron, my eight-year-old, you know, she's got her own pod now, right? Yeah, Cammy's Corner. She, Elise uh, is probably jealous. Put it, uh, it was, we had our parent teacher conference this week and she wrote, they did the whole thing. What are you going to be doing 20 years from now? Yeah. Cammy's was that she was going to be a rich, famous podcaster living in New York city. <laughs> That's yeah. great. She's you may next, be a podcast. Joe Rogan. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Appreciate you guys. Thanks. Hassle. Look, what, how can people watch you tomorrow? What uh, channel? What no, time? it's not tomorrow. It's, it's Saturday, Saturday. Oh, okay. I think it's four thirty central on on uh, CBS Sports Network. Got it. Uh, by the way, UNLV won last night against Wyoming. Wyoming yep. coached by Heather Rizel. Mm-hmm. Talked to Heather Rizel. Said she's she finds herself always like just realizing that she's saying the same things that Bill Fennelly used to say. Oh. Uh, but she's she's doing a great job in in Laramie. Cool. Matt, thanks for your flexibility on this. Appreciate it. You got it, guys. We are just kind of scramble mode until we're done traveling, but we appreciate our great sponsor, Fairway Meat and Grocery. Also, a reminder to download the Circus Sports Iowa app. 
That's how you're going to bet on the tournaments. Use our great sponsor, Circus Sports Iowa. Download their app and get your bets in today. He's Chris Hassel. My name is Chris Williams signing off from the Channel Seed Studio here on Iowa Everywhere. Iowa everywhere.